What's good, y'all? Swish Beats Podcast coming your way. We got more Bay Area college hoops to talk about. Now we're going to make our way to the Mountain West. They got one Bay Area team repping. The San Jose State Spartans. They're currently three and seven. Good for the third worst team <laughs> in the conference in front of Wyoming and Fresno State. Wow. How much shift have you seen in the conference for the past couple seasons with you know top teams to you know how much of the rotation of balance have you seen? Usually it's been San Diego State at the top. They have had a really solid program for numerous years. Some of us may think of that one fellow who recently won an NBA championship as attending that school. Malik Pope? Yeah, Malik Pope. Yeah? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Sterling Shepard? Sterling Shepard, that's the other one. Yeah. Um, I, I, St- <laughs> I Steven can't... Strasburg, he pitches for the Nationals. Uh, NBA title, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's dope. Uh, MLB title, at least. Not, no, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, my <laughs> <You're> mistake. Wrong. <laughs> well, for those of you who weren't sure, we were t- mentioning the likes of Kawhi Leonard, so... Who? Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. What it do, baby? Sounds um, like a fun guy. Sounds like a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> so San Diego State's undefeated right now, and they're in the position that they're used to being in, which is at the top of the conference. And then we've usually seen teams like Boise State and UNLV put forth competitive teams that would you know, challenge San Diego State, sometimes outright win the conference. Wyoming, when they had... Larry Nance Jr. was a really, really good team. I have no idea to this day how he wound up playing as a cowboy, but credit him for doing so. He turned out great. But this year, and and over the past couple of years, we've seen the rise of some of the mountainous regions, besides Boise, take flight in the conference, speaking specifically of Utah State and Nevada. Utah State had the player of the year last year. They have a couple of transfers, I think, from Portugal who are just outstanding. One of them would win the freshman of the year inside of the Mountain West Conference. Um, so so right now, and Nevada is kind of falling from where they were when they did win the the uh, conference a couple years ago. They're falling a little bit off that perch, but still a really good team. And those are the ones we're, we're staring up at right now would be the uh, San Diego State Aztecs, Utah State Aggies, and the University of Nevada Reno Wolfpack. Let's get to the San Jose State Spartans right now. They're 3-7. and seven. On a five-game losing streak. You mentioned, we were talking before this, their last game versus San Diego State. They started conference play already? Yeah, they've played two conference games. They're about to play some non-conference games before getting back into conference play once the new year begins. So What a weird schedule. That's just how it's set up. Was that a holiday tournament or something, or was it just they just played them? They just played them. Yeah, yeah, played them normally, played them regular. Did you see that the... ACC was starting conference play super early. Like Syracuse had to play Virginia, and Bayheim was not happy about it coming within like the first two weeks of college basketball season. Yeah. So there's some weird stuff happening with conferences starting conference play a little earlier this year, and I guess this is just the version we see here in the Mountain West. I mean, conference. would that more so have to do with we know Virginia is they're a top twenty-five team? Yeah. You know, does does that more so have to do with them being a more prevalent program? No, I, I think there's just too many teams in the conference, and they all got to play each other. 
and all these other teams are playing in tournaments or doing these other non-conference games that they just had to schedule them when they could schedule them and they made it really early on so that was just weird you know at, at that time top teams are still playing like unc Asheville or you know east uh, tennessee state university yeah or university of chicago right right <laughs> just throwing out all these mid-major schools yeah that that's really weird but san jose state they almost got the better of san diego state boy did they ever they were up by one with a couple ticks left on the clock and then they gave up a three-pointer with point nine left and would eventually lose by two to san diego state which would become a ranked team after that win. Some of the fans of San Diego State were like, hey, we were undefeated already. How could you not have had us ranked? I'm not a voter. Yeah, I already said I didn't like the selection committee last, <laughs> last time around. So San Diego State is now a ranked team. Utah State, still a ranked team. This losing streak includes, includes losses at UCLA. That's a blue blood if I ever heard one. A game in Vegas against Oregon State, who's a quality team. And they lost a home game against Portland State. So that went a little unexplainable. But otherwise, San Jose State has put up some nice wins, including a win at Hofstra, which nearly made the big dance last year. So that was impressive from them in in terms of turning a corner that they look like a competitive basketball team, where in many of the previous seasons, they just haven't given you that look as, as quality college basketball program what can you say about the san jose state team they're three and seven considering from what i know san jose state basketball to be that's good that is really good that's good that's <laughs> like so improving from previous years what can you say about this year's men's basketball team for them it is a big big time youth movement um seneca knight be the first name that comes to mind this cat can really play. He's the only one averaging double figures on the team at 12.5 points per game. And he's averaging five rebounds a game, dishing out a fair amount of assists as well. He's a little sloppy with the ball, as young players are. 29 turnovers. But he and Christian Inigwe, another really young player, are just helping move the team forward. Inigwe averaging 5.5 points a game, but rebounding at 6.5 per game. And it's all these young kids who are trying to learn how to play together at the same time with Coach Prelo, and they're all kind of coming into their own, and they're all able to figure out, at times, how to play a really good game of basketball. So they're able to get some of those surprising wins, such as a victory at Hofstra, but then at the same time, they also have head-scratching losses, like a home loss to Portland when they got back. That was the home opener they had. So they're a team that's just trying to figure its way out right now, and they're doing one heck of a better job than the previous season. Have you attended uh, any games this year? You know, I have not seen any games last year. I, I was able to catch their their one conference victory last season over New Mexico, and I really wanted to highlight Bray Ivy. Ivy didn't do anything necessarily remarkable in that game. In fact, he took a foul that stopped one of the like greatest dunks the event center crowd would have ever seen. But by committing that foul and making the guy shoot free throws, like he got hammered beneath the hoop. I think it really inspired the team, and they, and they played very well from there on out, were able to secure the win. So he's the senior, and he brings leadership that's totally, totally needed. Same as Isaiah Nichols. These are guys who put their head down, and they play really hard, and that's good for the young people like sophomore Zach Chappelle or freshman Omari Moore. 
Moore has been playing very nicely these past couple of games, and he's starting to come into his own. He's a 6-6 combo guard, and when you're a 6-6 guard, you're going to be able to impose your will every once in a while. So him, Seneca Knight, the aforementioned Anigwe, they've all been really, really good. Junior Ralph Agee, who's a Jace Juco transfer, he's also been playing nicely for the squad. There's some development in San Jose, and, and unfortunately we haven't really been able to say that for the past couple of years, but they're coming along. They're coming along. What would you say this team's identity is whenever they take the court? That is a really good question. Um, obviously, Coach Prelo wants to establish defense and rebounding because that's what every coach wants to establish. And right now, they're minus one in rebounding per game or minus 0.4 rebounds per game. And when you look at some of the lopsided scores that they've endured playing number 19 Arizona, going to UCLA, things like that. That's actually pretty decent. So the fact that they're right now somewhat equal in rebounding margin is really important. Free throws uh, attempted, same both sides. They're, they're shooting 12.3 a game. Their opponents are shooting 12.3 a game. So they've been able to control the game with their defense. The problem I'm sure we're seeing is with turnovers as they're averaging five more turnovers a game than their opponents. So they can learn how to cut down on those turnovers, learn how to play really, really well within themselves. Uh, I think we could expect to see them take that progress and find that identity. Because I don't know if they have an identity right now other than playing okay basketball at some, some times. They need to find a consistent identity for us to, to label them as a high-scoring team, as a you know, run-and-gun team, some sort of zoning, defense, hold-the-ball type of team. The jury is still out. To be determined. Yeah, that's the phrase. How long has Coach Prelo? Coach Prelo, how long has he been with the program now? I want to say this is his third season as well. You know, considering from where they started to now, they finally have some consistency. Absolutely. And Coach Prelo is able to get some recruits who he wants to be in the program. He's had a couple guys leave out from underneath him. Not his fault. That's just kind of the way college basketball goes. And this is his third season. He was an assistant with the University of Colorado. They've had some draft choices coming out of the University of Colorado. So he's able to produce some decent talent, and now he's getting a chance to put it all together himself. And as a good recruiter, we're seeing some of the uh, fruits of his labor pay off now in this his third season. You mentioned draft picks. Of, let's back up real quick. University of Colorado, Spencer Dinwiddie, Alec Burks. Oklahoma City. Andre Roberson. Yeah, that's my guy. Um, he hasn't seen the court in no, like he, he years got, now. Yeah, he got injured. He got yeah. injured a lot, unfortunately. Got a feel for him. But at least he's getting paid. Yeah, and he was really, really good defensively, yeah. for sure. San Jose State, they have Stanford at, oh, wait, the event center is now Provident Credit Union Event Center? That's right. Dang, I didn't know that. They just picked it up this year. Dang, I hope they're getting money for that. They're getting more than nothing. Okay, that's good. Maybe everyone gets a credit union account. Which is good. I endorse credit unions. Build <laughs> They're good. They don't take yeah. your money. Yeah, true. No fees. Right? No fees. That's all I'm you saying. could go to any shady ATM in a, in a dark alley. They'll reimburse you a couple of times. I feel like if you do it like a bunch. Like, hold on. They might stop <laughs> in a month. But, right? That, that convenience of knowing you won't get charged for accessing your own money. Like, yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, True. sorry, sorry. But yes, they're hosting Stanford. 
Are they going to beat Stanford? That's pretty unlikely, as we've already seen them fall against another, uh, excuse me, a number of Pac-12 opponents. But then they have a chance to go to Santa Clara and put forth a really competitive game. And they'll host another West Coast Conference team in Pepperdine after they host UC Riverside. So, so there's opportunities for them to get themselves righted before they re-enter conference play on January 1st against the lone team they got a win in conference uh, against last season in the Lobos of New Mexico. Is this spot in the Mountain West that we currently see them in at nine? Is this a realistic spot to where they'll be? Or is, I guess, the bottom three of the conference? Is that kind of something right now you kind of you see solidified in their season destiny yes and no because the first two games they played in conference came against san diego state and utah state both teams that have been ranked within the top 25 if they aren't both at this very moment so that's not easy to get wins against the top of your conference however they'll be able to have opportunities to pick up wins against colorado state uh wyoming Fresno State, Air Force, even Boise State doesn't look as good as they have in previous seasons. You know, maybe they'll finish 8th out of 10, which is much better than 10 out of 10 last season. But they've got the opportunity, I think, to, to kick it up to 6th. It'll just depend on consistency and not turning the ball over. If you were to take this San Jose State team and put them up against the San Jose State team where they had Brandon Clark and Ryan Wellage, which team are you taking? I think you still got to take Brandon Clark and Ryan Wellage. Uh, you know, Brandon Clark is playing in the NBA, and, and as a rookie, he's playing effectively. So there's no way they could overcome his talent on the court. Well, he would just drain some threes. That might be it. Could could the current iteration of the Spartans put up a fight against that past team? It is definitely possible. But maybe next year, depending if they have the right mix of players, I think next year they could take that step and be definitely better than they were with those those two players. Now that you mentioned Brandon Clark, he was sixth Mountain West sixth man of the year his freshman year. Well, I mean, he wasn't supposed to be six ten. He was six like two and shot up a bunch of extra inches before he showed up to college, which is why San Jose State was able to recruit him because no one was interested in a regular six two guy. But you put a six two guy in a six ten guy's body, he can shoot, he can dribble. The jumping ability from Brandon Clark unbelievable and he was going to find success I didn't know that that he was 6'2 and he shot up and he grew which actually kind of makes sense because of his short wingspan that he has I was like that seems kind of abnormal but because usually you you see fellas in the NBA with much longer wingspans than their body yeah and tall guys have at least the same wingspan of their body but you're right he's one of the few who's got a shorter wingspan because of his growth spurt his growth spurt didn't, uh, his arms didn't feel it. They didn't know. The body didn't remind the arms. Yeah. Like, hey, right hey, now. hey. <laughs> but uh, speaking of his sixth man of the year uh, award, his freshman year, is there anybody on this San Jose State roster that can get a Mountain West end of the year award, whether it be first team, second team, a sixth man of the year Honorable mention. Yeah, honorable mention is kind of what we're looking at, and I would still have to go with Seneca Knight because he's leading the team in scoring. He's a dynamic playmaker, and he's out of Louisiana. I'm not quite sure if he's, like, from New Orleans. Lafayette. I mean, yeah, he's from Lafayette, but he's got ties to New Orleans as well. Nolens. 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 In a Nolens. Who they? Yes, right. Oh, ooh. 
they did just lose two. Uh, they did just lose to the Niners. They lost to San Jose State. That'd be impressive. But he's a player that everyone's going to have to keep their eyes on because he's made some real nice improvements from his freshman to now his sophomore season. And then maybe, maybe they'll be able to get a player for the all-freshman team in Omari Moore. Omari Moore has been playing really well recently, and um, he might be able to reach the freshman level. So we'll keep an eye on Omari Moore and Seneca Knight. Cool. I think that that should wrap it up for this Mountain West San Jose State hoops talk. Let's uh, let's go ahead and end it out here, yo. Thanks for tuning in to the Mountain West. Keep tuning in to more Bay Area College Hoops content here on the Swish Beats Media Network aka the swish beats podcast i still got to work on that with i probably should refer to it as the media network on my video but say it as the podcast on I mean, the podcast might as well just call it always swish beats this is the swish beats podcast thanks for tuning in be on the lookout we got the pack 12 coming up next thanks for tuning in y'all